listening to Free Talk with Mr. B. Guys have been like in uh, having the hot weather in the UK lately, all of Europe. Yeah, yeah we, we, it's not as hot as, as it's been where you are, but it's it's hot enough. No, for us. we always think it's so cute when you all complain about the the heat. Actually, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> well, welcome everybody today's to today's episode of You, Me, and I See, a branch of Free Talk with Mr. B, and this is actually you see behind me there, Free Talk with Deidre L. Stevenson too. <laughs> So, how's everybody today? Hopefully, you're all well. Yeah? Yep, good. Doing great. Ready to talk about creative writing. Mm. And that here we have, just in case you all don't know already, there's Mr. B, our producer and panelist, <laughs> and the author of The Art of Giving Back, and a great science fiction writer, Richard D. His name is actually Richard Dockett, but his pen name is Richard D. And he has how many novels now? Uh, 18. 18. No yeah. way. That's incredible. Yeah, I wow. I don't really know how it happened. inspiration to me. You really are. <laughs> I hope to get up to 18 one day. Uh, I have a new one coming soon. Yeah, I'm and looking that's forward to that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, he was actually a beta reader on the new the, the new novel that I have coming up. So, according to Richard, it's going to be a good one. Uh, oh, it's hope, very good. Hope everyone yeah. will agree. Very good. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be talking about creative writing and its benefits to the imagination, and also cognitive benefits. And, you know, one thing I thought of starting out with is you, Richard, you said in a previous episode that you got up in the morning and wrote three, four pages every day as soon as you wake up. Do you feel like that helps you, you know, in terms of cognitive abilities? I I think so. I think it starts to to stretch your mind. Um, Initially, I just wrote, I didn't really look at what I was writing. Um, it was just a stream of words that was coming out and then after a while I started to try and look through it and if I could decipher some of it I saw that there were there were uh, strands and threads there that, that perhaps you could use for something else. Um, yeah, did yeah. you ever use some of those in your novels, your 18 uh, bits, novels? Bits and pieces, yeah. Um, my first novel was, was based on a dream, a repetitive dream that I had um, and it made me realise that you only needed one thought um, and if you started thinking about it and just seeing what could come from it, you could actually um, take it in a whole lot of different directions. Um, that initial thought has now uh, provided me with three novels, some short stories, and um, I've also a couple of spin-offs as well. So just from just one thought, from one idea, it's surprising how far you can actually go with it. I love that. You know, I'm getting the image of a seedling, you know, that sort of spr- sprouts up from the ground and just sort of branches out, you know, into different, you know, directions. And as, but before you know it, you've got trees and that, that tree makes seedlings as well. And it goes yeah. on and on yeah. and on to the forest, right? That's the beauty of the imagination and getting that on paper. <laughs> you have minor characters that you suddenly realize there's a lot more to them than, than just a minor part in one story. And, 
and you can give them a story of their own and then that develops and has a sequel and then someone else comes along and before you know it you've got a universe populated with with people that have just come from one idea it's a wonderful feeling to create a whole literary universe isn't it i i know a little i the only experience i have with that so far is the hakima's tale but it's very much a very a very mm -hmm. similar experience that i had i think i started with a dream as well and it started in as one thought you know that we don't have enough of these kinds of stories of heroes from the middle from middle eastern folklore you know that you know battle the supernatural and battle evil you know it's always the catholic priests with their you know their 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 incense and their verses in latin and everything and they're the ones that are doing the exorcisms and that sort of thing i'm like why do they get to have all the fun <laughs> someone else can do that too <laughs> so, i thought of let, let's 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 ha let me try and give it a go you know and it was just for fun in the beginning it was literally just a hobby but it yeah. became something more the more i played with it and the more i just wrote pages just for my own amusement it turned yeah, it, into it, three books it's nice if, if you can flip it as well and, and take something that appears ordinary and then suddenly introduce a twist that suddenly gets gets people thinking and perhaps it inspires them as well into into looking at things in a different way that's so true what about you mr b do you do you write in general do you keep a diary i mean you must have done something <laughs> to come up with your ideas for the art of giving back you were scribbling down bits and pieces here and there. Well, I am more like the general population. We tend to not write anything down, but we have a lot in our heads. And so my thought was, how could, yes, we creative write in our heads, and we sometimes are reluctant to get it out of our heads because we think, oh, maybe I'm dys dyslexic and I can't write. Maybe the thoughts will come up backwards. And I think you used that word last time in one of our episodes. And I was like, hmm, if there is a hindrance on creative writing, today's technology must give us something that helps us. Right. And so, so just like this podcast, we can turn everything into words, but we didn't write it out. We're just freelancing. We're just speaking off the cuff, right? Exactly. And, so and that's it's what's nice about creative. Anything it's very creative. Can come out. Yeah. You know, and of course yeah. now you can you can dictate on your on your phone and uh, certainly that'll transcribe True. it into words and, and if you've got a story to tell well just tell it to your phone and then it'll write it out for you and so that's, that's what i was getting to when i wrote my book the art of giving back it was very fast because i finished it all in five months so i wrote the art of giving back because i, I wanted to set a deadline and get it out with okay. it like Richard said, I use my phone. I I just resisted sitting down and writing anything on paper or using a keyboard or any of those things. And that's my um, claim to fame and my um, recommendation for everyone. You have something fabulous or miraculous in your head. Get your phone out and start talking to your phone in the dictation mode. Almost every phone has that function and mm -hmm. just just recorded 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 and for some things i had to do some interviews with my with my uncle because i was not sure between the ages of one and nine what was really going on my head was kind of not there 
And so I interviewed him and recorded it and let him know I was recording it. And then I went back and transcribed everything we talked about. Mm-hmm. And, and so creatively, I think our listeners may think, oh my gosh, I, I have these ideas, but I don't know how to do it or I can't do it or it's too time consuming and all of the excuses we already came up with on our own. So I'm thinking that if we can encourage them to speak to their phone, it could even, they might even be people who will transcribe it for them. Or in the way Richard mentioned, when you're speaking to it, if you practice the Hey Siri or practice the speech conversion, Nice. You just take your time and you just have minor corrections. It really captures your voice and your words accurately. Well, I can tell you when a, a little bit of advice from my side. I I do occasionally writing workshops for children in various schools here in the United Arab Emirates. And one exercise that I do with them is sort of a meditation exercise. I ask them to close their eyes and imagine that they're on a grassy grassy knoll with a beautiful brook, you know, just flowing by, water is flowing, but then suddenly there's all these, there's these bits and pieces that fall into the water. There's rocks that clog up the water flow, there's branches, there's even somebody who's dumped their garbage in your water and, you know, suddenly it's blocked. I'm like, okay, now how do you feel right now? Oh, stressed. You know, I I don't like it. It feels bad, you know? And I'm like, well, imagine that those bits and pieces that are in your water right now are criticism. They're how what other people think. They're worrying that you're gonna make grammar mistakes, spelling mistakes. They're worrying what other people, what, what the world will think of your story. So what you need to do is clean your river right now. Just take it all out. Imagine that you're you're cleaning it up. You're throwing those things out. You're in there with your, your rain boots on and you're scooping it out of your river. And now sit back down on your river again and hear the, the birds chirping and feel the cool breeze on your face and know that there's nothing there to block the flow of your of the water. You know, and that's how you have to feel when you're writing. Don't worry what people think, you know, it's all for you at the end of the day, isn't it? It's for your <laughs> own comfort, you know, and they, they like that, you know, and it's, it's, I think cognitively that does something for us all, you know, that freedom, that feeling of freedom to just write what you want, write what's in your head, write what's in your heart, no matter what it is, even if it sounds silly, you know, because like Richard said, you don't know when you're going to get 16 novels. Out of that, you, know? <laughs> you never know where very, that stuff will true. go. That's, that's very true. Um, I was stuck uh, waiting for an appointment um, about four years ago um, and I couldn't dictate, but I had an idea. So I started writing myself a text message um, on the phone with that's just with my thumb. Um, and, and I actually wrote most of a short story while, uh, while I was sitting there waiting, I was waiting for an hour. Yeah. Um, and it, it, my thumb hasn't been the same since, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, if, if you've got the chance and you've got an idea, then you, you should just, just go for it. Um, right. and as, as you say, Deidre, it doesn't matter what other people think of it because there will be someone somewhere that will like it. You just have to find them. And so that right there is is what I like because um, some people ask me about these podcasts and they ask me about giving back on what I do. And and they said, how come you only have so little, so few followers, let's say, 
if I had 500 to call it a few. So I was thinking like what you said, Richard, in this case, I was looking for one <laughs> and I was interested in helping one and I was interested in giving back to one. And I thought if I can get one person to help along my way, I was very satisfied. And so, yeah, everyone does not have to like it because everyone doesn't like rice. Everyone doesn't like chicken. Exactly. <laughs> so and some people will... are so bored that all they do is criticize anyway. So don't worry about it. And, and we need that. We need some good <laughs> critics because it makes more of our creativity come out. Right? True. So, Sometimes yeah. you're so challenged by what a critic has to say that you become just determined, just, you know, yeah. really determined to prove them wrong. Yeah, so, yeah. I, it's like, so some of my family, now, buddy. in my case, some of my family members <laughs> or some distant relatives were not very interested in me writing a book. And there was a song back in the day, I'm, I'm always into song, where um, you're so vain, I bet you think the song is about you. Yeah. You remember that, that song, song actually. Right? Yeah. And Again, so we're the, showing our ages by knowing that song. <laughs> well, the idea is the idea is this book is not about you or the creativity in your writing. The the biggest fan should be yourself. The biggest joy should be yours. And if others enjoy it, one more person, one more person plus, fine. But the biggest joy comes from this wonderful feeling, the wonderful healing that makes you in, in in my age case, and I'm 60, I needed something to do, so I'm podcasting. Richard needed right. something, so he's writing his books and novels and, and dreaming and writing and, and, and Deidre. I needed something to do. <laughs> you have to have and something to fulfill ourselves, you know, because we, 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 we raised our children, we went through our lives, we passed those 40-year marriage marks and all those type mm -hmm. of things. And, and a mission accomplishment, creativity and creative writing, it's it's very very nice and i'm so glad i don't have to use those old typewriters or my keyboard i can open my phone and i write a lot of stuff just just to myself that i don't always share well i think that's part of the writing environment too that's another thing that i often speak of in writing workshops is that writing environment isn't just the place that you sit down and enjoy i mean posted a beautiful you know garden where he likes to sit and write lately right that yeah that table the little area mm -hmm. that you go for writing and that was just lovely but you know it doesn't have to be just one type of environment then okay. and it's not just the place but it's the things around you like a typewriter maybe some people I enjoy those old clackety typewriters you know or they enjoy writing directly to a laptop or a phone or you know for me look here this is what I like little girly pens <laughs> the really, <laughs> I love the little the ones with the poofy, you know, pom-poms on them and paper. I like to write down ideas right. on that. And with a little then, iced tea on the side, right? Oh, with some <laughs> iced tea on the side, always. I mean, that's the house line of the South, you know that. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and the thing is, um, also, what I'd love for people to know more is that it's actually really good for it's healthy i mean we go to the gym three four times a week to exercise our bodies but what about the exercise for your brain i mean oh, yeah. creative writing is actually a good workout it is it, incredibly it, it is known, yeah. 
Yeah, it, yeah. it's known to have to have benefits to keep your mind active and to uh, to keep you busy, keep you thinking of something. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I rehearse a lot of, of my scenes when I'm walking around um, around the coast here. I walk along the cliff path, um, and if anyone saw me, they'd wonder what was going on because I'm chattering away to myself. But actually, <laughs> I'm I'm rehearsing dialogue, or I'm I'm creating environments, and I'm just sort of being loving being out in nature, and um, and it's helping me to think, and it's helping me clear my head. And, and just get my thoughts down. And uh, I love that. Health benefits, um, Deidre, um, also stress health. relieving? or Stress, stress relieving. It, it helps you work through emotions as well. Sometimes things that you didn't even know you were facing. If you sometimes work out, say, stories involving characters that you just come up with and you think that these characters are random until you actually go back <laughs> and read and you realize that these characters are people that you know that they have just been manifested you know through your creative process and you're working out an emotion or two that you had about them you know or about a certain instance in your life you know and these things have kind of they they found a way to weave themselves into your story and yeah. sometimes in a way that surprises even you but there are so even many the things in the art of giving back um I'm, I'm not sure if you picked up on some of them since but there was a lot of things i wanted to tell my mother and and, uh -huh. and realize how how difficult her life was and here i'm writing about it and all the things she went through Yes, my siblings didn't like did not like what she wrote, but it was from my eyes and my perspective. But I mm -hmm. do recall while dictating into my phone how much tears were coming down while I was doing it, and See? I'm feeling those butterflies in my stomach now as I bring it up. And I don't want to <laughs> cry online right now. But yes, uh -huh. it, it, the healing process, you know, and yeah. a, a level of catharsis, I was told, goes through, comes through helps us, heals us. And Absolutely. whatever measure of creativity and creative writing we're performing, whether it's fictional characters or aspects of our life or a lost love or a spouse or a mom or a dad or something, it's really good to get it out. <laughs> it's it really, really good to vent it out try it out, to write it out, to speak into your phone and get it out. Even if you didn't publish it, it's just yeah. really, really, really good and important to do, I think. Super healthy, so healthy for you emotionally. And yeah, like I said, it could be something so deep within you that you didn't realize you were holding on to it so long. You know, a resentment or a, a hurt, you know, something that was there for years that you didn't know why. I mean, I when I was writing Desert Magnolia, um, I guess it's no secret to a lot of people that there's one character in there that um, is so pretty based on my grandmother, a grandmother of mine that passed. And, you know, I, I do remember, you know, as I was typing along, you know, I type directly to the laptop when I write, you know, and uh, the other part is for notes. You know the the fun girly pen is for notes but then i do sit down and sort of start writing story with the laptop and i remember tears falling down on the laptop as i was writing about her funeral in the book because i didn't get to go to her funeral in america so i think in a way i got to experience her funeral in the story you know the way i had wanted to i mean in the main the, the protagonist 
actually read her eulogy and it was everything I had wanted to say. It was every, you know, so it was wonderful for me to be able to have a way to express that to her, you know, even though she's been, she's, she's gone long gone for me, but uh, maybe somewhere, somehow she knows what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you you can, you can be writing and you realize actually your characters are solving your problems for you. (laughs) Yeah. Developing you. It's something that you perhaps haven't really been thinking about, something that's been on your mind, and suddenly yeah. your characters will be actually dealing with that same situation in the story you're writing, and they will come up with a solution, and they'll solve it in their way, and you actually realise that maybe that's applicable to, to me solving it in my life as well. True. Or they could make you sometimes tougher, you know, yeah. like stronger in the way that you handle people or handle problems, you know, even a villain character, yeah. you know, it's, you're writing this, this gnarly villain and you realize, hey, maybe there is a part of me that wants, you know, to be a little stronger, tougher, a little more badass, you know, when I, yeah. <laughs> I deal with life, you know, I should. I should be more like Vlad, you know? I mean, <laughs> Vlad is my villain and the Buchanan bastard, you know? You guys are going to love him, by the way. Vlad <laughs> <laughs> right. the Impaler, not the original one. Uh, a mobster that, that is a great fan of Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Well, before we close <laughs> out, or before we run out of time, I'd like to... Um, you know, I know Rodney, Rodney's so coming sad. back. Yeah, Rodney's coming back next week, and we really appreciate yes, him. We are too. missing Rodney. It's so yeah. sad that Rodney wasn't and, here. And today. to make it clear, too, that, that video games have a lot of creative writing in it. It's not just some icon jumping around, but there's a lot to it, too, and uh, a lot of creative and creative writing. But my my last message is is kind of just do it, you know, kind of mm-hmm. get those emotions out, get those creative writing out, and don't be intimidated by the word creative writing thinking you need to do so much cursive and penmanship things just right. just and it lay doesn't it out, always it out. have to end up in a book right you know, that's what i'd like to say too it's not necessary that you become some great author or something right. sometimes you might want to do it just for your own pleasure i mean why do people learn other arts and crafts just because they would like to do it for fun i mean right. you learn pottery it doesn't mean that you're going to open a pottery shop and sell your vases, you know, as great works of art or anything. Oftentimes, you just want to do it for your own fun, right? So, creative writing can be the same. What's, oh, yeah. what's, a, what's a good final one for listeners, Um, I would say if, if, if you want to write thing, just write it down. Write down whatever you feel like and just get it down on paper. You can always edit it later, but you can't edit a blank page. That's true. And, and start as simple as what it took you to, to make it to the grocery store or something. <laughs> just, just see where it goes. Just just take an idea and run with it, and just yeah. just see just see where you can go with it. I like the idea of writing as soon as you wake up too, because you know it's it's known that we don't get to remember our dreams often, but in those first couple of minutes upon waking, you may actually have a shot at remembering something you know from what you dreamt about so your your thoughts might be even more imaginative and the moments that you you wake up so that i would recommend highly as well and before we close i would say i did not know that that this writing creativity conversation would be so um, inspiring so Deidre, thank you for these subjects 
Oh, you're as you close, as you, as you close. <laughs> yes, as I close off the subject. Well, I do, I do feel that this was really fun and inspiring, and hopefully, people watching, listening, or interacting on live Facebook right now. Hopefully, they, you know, will go off and give it a try sometimes. You know, and you can do this on your own, or you can, you know, have a, a writing coach if you want, but you don't always need one especially if you're just doing this for your own, you know, personal fulfillment. Um, but yeah, I mean, writing is good for you. It's like, it's like mental push-ups, you know, you do push-ups for your body, you do sit-ups. I mean, it's no difference, you know, <laughs> you, we need to exercise this too. And creative, creative writing is a wonderful, wonderful workout. Don't ever forget that. So I guess we'll wrap it up and see you guys next time on You, Me, and Ice Tea. Don't miss it. <laughs> see you guys then. See you then. Thanks, Bye. Richard. Come on. We want to thank everyone for listening. This is Mr. B on Free Talk with Mr. B. For your comments, see us on Facebook. Follow us. Also, on Instagram, follow us. Please send any inquiry to email mrb at freetalkwithmrb.com or go online www.freetalkwithmrb.com. We thank you and look forward to you again when we come on this week, next week, and every Sunday on Free Talk with Mr. B.